Deer found her. As you know, there's no blueprint for entrepreneurship. You wear so many hats, you burn the midnight oil, you pour your heart and soul into everything that you do. But without a doubt, the journey is worth every single second that you put into it. I'm Lindsay Pinchuk, host of the Deer Found Her podcast. I say this because I've lived it for over a decade. I started my first company with $500 in my pocket and a baby in my belly. I grew it and I sold it all. This podcast is my weekly letter to you. We'll talk all things starting, growing, nurturing, and in some cases, even selling a business. Together with some of my closest contacts, I'm here to help you find your own success, whatever that means to you. The ride as a founder is the ride of your life. So come on in and join me for another episode that will get you one step closer to reaching your own founder goals. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Founder. Today's guest, Darlene Santor, best known as Coach Dar, is a true inspiration. After a series of setbacks, including three strokes, she has made a career as a motivational speaker who works with professional athletes and CEOs around the world. But before I introduce you to her and before we get into today's episode, I'm your host, Lindsay Pinchuk, and I've been building brands for nearly 25 years. With a $500 investment, I founded, built, and sold a seven-figure business that reached 3 million people per month. This podcast is my twice-weekly letter to you to inspire you to find success through your own entrepreneurial and business endeavors. This podcast is the show that I myself wanted 13 years ago when I became an accidental female founder. If there's anything that you want to hear about or anything that you want me to share to help you through your own endeavors, just email me, lindsay at lindsaypinchuk.com, or you can shoot me a DM at lindsaypinchuk. And if you're inspired by today's episode, I invite you to share it. Text it to a friend or share it in your stories on Instagram. If you tag me at lindsaypinchuk or dear founder, I absolutely will come and say hi. And as always, if you like what you're hearing, I would love it if you left a five-star rating or a review wherever it is that you podcast, as that's how other entrepreneurs discover our show and the incredible stories like this one that we share here each and every week. All you have to do is go to www.ratethispodcast.com forward slash dear found her, and you can rate or review the show anywhere that you listen. Darlene Santor, best known as Coach Dar, is an author, an occupational therapist, a motivational speaker, and the former mental skills coach for the Phoenix Suns. Today, she works with professional athletes and CEOs around the world. As a therapist, executive advisor, and mental edge coach, Coach Dar blends a knowledge of science, psychology, and leadership with her passion for life. Her first book, The Art of Bouncing Back, Find Your Flow to Thrive at Work and in Life Anytime You're Off Your Game, hit shelves earlier this year. But for now, I want you to come on in and meet the one, the only, Coach Dar. All right, welcome back to another episode of Dear Found Her. I'm so excited about today's episode and today's guest because I can tell already from like the two minutes we've had before we hopped on that this is going to be an incredible conversation. I have with me Darlene Santor, who is a board-certified occupational therapist and founder of Performance Meets Purpose Consulting. She is also an author of a brand new book called The Art of Bouncing Back, and I know you guys are going to hang on every word that she has to say. So I'm going to just get right into it. Coach Dar, welcome to Dear Founder. Thank you so much for having me on. I've been looking forward to this. Me too. So I'd love for you to kind of take us 
back, share your story. Tell us in your own words a little bit about what it is that you do and where you came from. So I came from Connecticut. I grew up on the East Coast, Italian family. And it's interesting because I always find this interesting. My mom was a barber. My dad was a tool and die maker. And, you know, not, not many in our, my family, they all did trade work, but there was just something in me early on from a, a young age that I was just the person who always rooted for the underdog. I always wanted people to have a voice, to speak up, to create change or I'd help them. So literally it started from, I remember sixth grade running for student council all the way through and president of my class in high school. And I only say that because again, it was this need to want to help people because I, when people hurt, I hurt. I really do. And when they're struggling, I could feel it, which makes sense because I went in to become an occupational therapist. And when I got out, I started out in traumatic brain injury, mental health, traumatic brain injury. So my patients were honestly the worst of the worst cases. They'd be with us for sometimes a year. And it was people just like you or I, where all of a sudden an accident happens and their whole life is turned upside down. And honestly, they were told sometimes some grim diagnoses. And I would walk in and say, hey, we're going to create a new normal and a vision. And this is what we're going to focus on. I understand what's being said, but we could create what we need to if we believe it and we're going to try for it because the alternative is what we hear. So let's go for a new normal. Let's go create this. And this set the foundation up for my whole career. And I didn't know it then. I'm just doing what I instinctively know what to do. And that's using neuroscience and human behavior and psychology and cognitive behavioral. And you're helping people truly overcome the hardest things. So I did that. And ironically, at 25 years old, I'm married at the time. I buy the book, What to Expect When You're Expecting. I cannot wait to start a family. I'm Italian. I can't wait. And my husband at the time, he was a great athlete. I was a good athlete. I'm like, well, we're going to have the best athlete. So that's not what happened. When I was 25, I went to a chiropractor, had hurt my back. When they manipulated my neck, they ripped the vertebral artery in my brain. I didn't know. And I was bleeding in the brain and it left me with a blood clot. This was a game changer for me because it changed everything. I couldn't have children at the time. And it left me with some visual balance issues that I masked because I was the one who was supposed to help everyone, not receive help. And that's been a lesson I've had to learn for honestly till this day that you always feel like you, you're supposed to help and it's hard to receive the help. So, but what that did is that lit me inside like nothing else because I was told I could die any day. And I'm thinking I'm 25 years old. I'm helping the people that they're told that, not me. So I went back to school for business because I was like, well, if I could die any day, then I want to go fix healthcare. <laughs> Which, that's a joke. <laughs> I <laughs> so I did that at 28 years old. I was president of a healthcare company and ran multiple companies around that time. But in 2008 is when I started my own practice because when the recession hit and I saw people hurting, giving up, suicide, depression, losing money, homes, and they thought their life was over. And I said, no, absolutely not. This is a mindset shift. I knew from the people I've helped in my whole experience thus far that we could do this. If I could help the patients I had, I could help us get through those challenges. 
And honestly, naively, let me tell you, I did not have a business plan. I did not have a client. Everyone thought I was nuts. They're like, is this the stroke speaking? You're going to start in a recession, your own practice. And I said, yeah, because I, here's the thing. I knew the gifts and talents I had, and I knew that the world needed them. And at some point, this preparation was going to meet this opportunity, and it was going to help people. Everyone thought I was nuts. And no one was talking by that at then in 2008 about mindset, you know, shifting your leadership knowledge. That was, I, I was like Elon Musk saying, we're going to have a self-driving car. And I was a female doing this. Yeah. I mean, everything was against me. And I have to tell you, I have strong faith. I believe I was called into it. I took the gifts. I mean, I didn't go do something that I wasn't talented in or gifted in. I took the gifts I had honed and skilled, done well with, and I just took it to a new arena, which was life. <laughs> and I've been doing that ever since, which has allowed me now to coach professional athletes, CEOs around the world. So I want to get in, before we get into your book and your tips, I would like to, for you to share a little bit more about your practice and what exactly it is that you do. So I help people build their mental edge. So I come alongside leaders. I advise them. I help them develop the tools and the mindset to lead at a higher level, but also in this today, in the premise where we are, leadership is not as much about business strategy, which it is. It absolutely is, but it's truly managing emotions because of where we are as a country and in the world with mental health. So how do we manage emotions? How do we get people to all aligned to create what we want to, to join the vision? How do we lead through difficult times? So all of this is human behavior, mindset, mental well-being, brain fitness, and biohacking because people are, we want to make sure people are optimizing. So I've created this new method. My, same thing I've been doing, but it's kind of evolved where that's where I'm helping CEOs. And then I was the Phoenix Suns mental skills coach. So I help professional athletes one-on-one -on -one with all of the same things. It's just in their arena. And founders of companies because it gets hard. Yes. Oh, it does get hard. We, I, and I also want to ask you, you've had some, as you just mentioned, very high profile clients. And I think a lot of people who are listening who have service based businesses or coaching practices or, you know, even, um, you know, professional services like, like health and wellness, doctors, like there are naturopaths and nutritionists that listen to this, like a lot, you know, a lot of different types of business owners. And they want to know, how do you get those high profile clients? Like, what was it that, that led you to them? How did you build enough that you could, that those, that those high profile clients brought you in? I'll say this, when you're doing what you really are in alignment with, you attract it. I never, I honestly, I never, I've not marketed to any of the, any of the clients that I had, especially when I first started. I would go, I started speaking on this. I would invite people. People would hear about this. And also the level of information that I was providing matched a certain mindset. So it wasn't, it's really for everyone that could utilize this, but it was definitely attracting where, you know, when a lot of it started to wives would literally drag their husband to some of my events or call me and say, my husband needs you because he's going for a CEO job and I need him to get his confidence and mindset right. 
And then I had an owner of a company, um, a sports team say, hey, a player needs you. I want to talk to you. But it was because I was putting myself out there in spaces and places consistently, consistently, and it attracted exactly who it was supposed to. You literally just took the words out of my mouth because I was going to ask you, was it as simple as putting yourself out there? And also, I want to point out, you were putting yourself out there before we had these social media platforms and tools to do that. So now, of course, that enhances your business, that enhances your ability to connect with more people. But at the time, you were, like you said, being strategic Mm -hmm. and hosting events and putting yourself out there. And I do want to point out, and I would love for you to touch upon this, it didn't happen overnight, did it? No, definitely not. It didn't. It took, let's see, we're in 2023 and that started in 2008. The first, gosh, three, four, five years were grinding, sacrificing, downsizing, everything. You know, I built the American dream, so to speak. I was going to say you were building. Yeah. Oh, I was building, building, building. And then I hit a stride and then a company needed help. And then I was helping a company and then that increased my platform. And then it just kept going from there. And by the way, Everyone in this, I hit strides and then there's a couple setbacks and then I'll hit strides and there might, I mean, when the recession hit, I coach in sports, all sports went down. I speak for a living, speaking around the country, all that went down. All my clients got nervous because they were worried about finances. One client stayed on during recession, one, which was a big one. So it definitely helped. But I, so what did I do? I went back to my roots of 2008. I got right on. And every Monday I went on live, giving people free talks, helping their mindset through the pandemic. And I, and I love that you just said that as well, because I am constantly telling my students, my clients, you know, everyone that will listen, my community, it's okay to give away the information for free. Oh, yeah. Like, that is the only way you're going to attract people yeah. to you who will eventually transact and buy and want yes. your services. They need to know what it is that you yeah. know. They need to know your style. Yes. They need to know why they would want to hire yeah. you. And at the end of the day, you giving them 10, 20, yeah. 30, even an hour of information for free is not going to deter them from no. transacting with you because you always have more to give. And here's the thing, you know, even when I, I wrote my book, it's literally like I'm giving away some of the secret sauce of what I do. And people were like, you're going to literally give your coaching plan away. I said, yes. Number one, I can't coach everyone. I do not have the bandwidth. Number two, this is a legacy piece. Like we're not going to be here someday. And we're here to use our gift to help others. Give it away. It will come back in spades, but you're not doing it for that. You're doing it because that's what we are really, truly purpose-driven supposed to do. Give your gifts away. And second point of this is, My keynote speeches are a lot. My coaching, I know, is not cheap. So this is a way that when people can't get there, they still have the tools and I'm still able to provide. And then when they can and I could, they could be in my space. Listen, there's nothing like being in the energy around someone like one-on-one or in their space in a speaking environment. So until you can get there, at least you get something. And then people say, well, if you give it away for free, why are they going to need you? For exactly why I just said, number one, your energy can't be replaced in a book. Number two is 
when you are with someone, there's more knowledge that comes out that you can't just give when you just write it on a piece of paper or even put it in a blog or somewhere. So never discount the energy and the worth that you have being with someone. That's the value of it. Oh, I love everything that you just said. So <laughs> I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about your book. Tell us about the art of bounce. Yeah. So I wrote this originally. This was supposed to be called Awakening Greatness because that's the mission that I live by. But when my third stroke, you know, I, I didn't get to mention that, but I've had three strokes. The third stroke, I was in the middle of starting to write this with an independent publisher. And I thought I would write about that, had the stroke. It turned things sideways. Things got really kind of messed up. It was the hardest one to bounce back from. So in the bounce back from that third stroke, I thought maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this. Like I'm going to just not write. It's a lot of work. And my sports agent said to me, why are you playing God so small? Like you are literally meant to put this work out there. So right. And I said, and she goes, and a publisher is going to pick this up. I said, no one knows me as an author. They know me, my work I do, but she goes, stop. You're playing too small. Get out of the corner and keep writing. So I did. And I had an agent call and I got a book proposal and I had a lot of no's before I got the yes. And then when the yes came in the book proposal, we changed one chapter, which was the art of bouncing back to the whole proposal, because now the pandemic was happening when I was in the thick of writing. And they said to me, Dar, you consistently help people bounce back all the time, mentally, physically, emotionally. What is it that you do? And here was the thing. I just, again, naturally did it. And people thankfully got better and rose up and thrived again. But I never put it to paper. I never realized the formula as far as writing it. And then I just said, okay, let me think as I've taken 100,000 people over 26 years through this, and this became the formula. I, I mean, I've had it, I've been doing it. I just never put it down to give it to everyone. Hi guys, it's me, Lindsay. I'm not sure if you're aware, but over the last nine months, I haven't just helped big enterprise brands on their marketing efforts through my consulting firm. I've also helped over a dozen women, small business owners in launching their companies, building their brands, and to tweak what wasn't working. I've been building and growing brands for nearly 25 years, but I've forever used one method to build my own brands and that of my clients and students. My signature suite method utilizes social media, your website, emails, events, partnerships, and publicity to generate and execute cost-effective community-centric marketing strategies. If you're looking for that added layer of guidance, please reach out. There's a link in my show notes. Book a call with me and let's see how I can help you. I can't wait to meet you and learn about your business. Now back to the show. So I told you before we hopped on that this podcast reaches obviously female founders, women in business, people who who maybe want to start a business yeah. one day. And a big part of that population are women who want to start their 2.0, mm -hmm. who want to start over and who maybe feel like a little imposter syndrome, like they have to bounce yes. back. And I, and I love that you, that that's the title of your book, because there are so many women who come to me and they say like, I just don't think I can do this. Or, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know that mm -hmm. I was meant to do this. So, you know, I would love for you to mm -hmm. kind of touch upon some of the top principles Definitely. from your book and your tips that you would give to these women. And, and I know it's not just women who are, quote, bouncing back, but, but I do think, and I do think bouncing back 
to your point, means a lot oh, of different things. First of all, I want to say this. This book is not just when you hit hard times. This is mental fitness. This is building emotional and mental fortitude, a foundation that you could stand on. So when you doubt yourself again, when you question things again, you will have be, you'll be stronger. You'll bounce back faster when the hits come. So this is just not for when you hit something. It's building the mental fitness and fortitude and foundation you need to be strong as you're enduring building your practice. And listen, I've been doing this for so many years, many years. That doesn't mean that there's not days that I don't say the same thing and go, should I just like take it down a notch? Should I change this a little bit? And then my sister goes, hold up. Dart, you know how you were created, which that's the principle I want to go to, which is chapter two, principle two is um, understand your hardwiring. So I want you to lean on this. When things get hard or you're going through this, I want you to remember your hardwiring is how you were created. It's the gifts and talents that you have. I do this with athletes and CEOs, CEOs all the time, how they have a scouting card. I create a confidence card. So you're going to take a card and you're going to start putting down all of your gifts and talents, the things that you are really good at. And if you need to take inventory, I write, go to three to five people, ask them, hey, if you were to write to my coach what I'm like, what would you say? These are, when I say this is important, you may have done this here or there, but put this on a card that's in front of you. Because when you start to doubt, because you will, I want you to go back to your confidence card and your hard wiring. Hey. Do you remember your talents here? No one took that away. Maybe the project didn't go well. Maybe you had to recreate and start in a new niche all over. You could lose money. You could lose part of your position, but no one takes away your gifts and your talents and your knowledge. No one. It, so everything you do going forward, it's never actually a failure because you learn from it. So if you know that you technically could never fail, you'll take more chances You'll keep going forward because you'll be relying on you, your hardwiring, your gifts and talents. This world creates this false belief that we're trying to get approval of they. Who are they? Why are we waiting for them to approve us? No, you are all that you need approval from. Are you doing your best? Are you growing yourself? Are you trying every day? And can you lead on your hardwiring? Darn it. Then you could still keep going. You don't, you don't. There's no giving up. There's only moving forward. You could choose to pull yourself out of the game, but I would say why? Because you're going to live in regret and you already know what quitting does. So keep pressing on. You might have to slow down. That's okay. You've got to slow your pace. Pause. Take a deep breath. Just don't give up. Lean on your hard wiring. Embrace it. Seek feedback around it. And then the other thing is let your why lead you. Why power over willpower. We hear this all the time, but don't tune this out when I say this for a second. Hold up. Willpower. You know, when I had my strokes and I had to get up and do my rehab, it was so hard. I could only will myself so many days, but my why was, Dar, you're here to awaken greatness. And if God still has you here, then you need to get up. So, and by the way, I didn't come here to have seven houses, five cars, this and that. I mean, whatever comes my way comes my way. But that is not why I came here. It was not for a gluttonous life. I came here to serve. So did you. So did everyone listening. Meaning, could you imagine if the gentleman I think of that created heart stents, it saved my mom so many times that had heart disease. If he never pursued what he was called to, we would never have that technology that has saved many lives. 
Your word, your business, your knowledge can be the very thing someone needed to keep going. So if you don't get up and show up, that can be someone's life. You mean you really have to think about how powerful the ripple effect of all of us have showing up. So understand your hardwiring, lean on it. Seek and apply feedback all the time because the more you understand how to get better. And what I mean by that is ask people when you're around them, hey, how was I in that meeting? When you're around me, what's it feel like? Ask your trusted circle around you. Keep applying and seeking feedback, seeking and applying feedback like the pros do all the time. Lean into your why power over your willpower. And then uh, the, there's nine principles, but one other I'll just say is learn how to reframe setbacks. When you learn how to reframe the game, you get up better. So there was a Navy SEAL that heard about this baseball player. That he went to put his hand in the glove and he had a hangnail. And it, you know, sometimes it really does bother you. But his mental conditioning coach was a Navy SEAL. So the Navy SEAL walks to the locker room. He sees the trainer cutting the baseball player's hangnail. And he looks at me, he goes, are you kidding me right now? He's like, this thing's killing me in the glove. He's like, buddy. He goes, no, it's unbearable. He's like, unbearable. He's like, do you mean uncomfortable or unbearable? Be careful of your words. Reframe the situation. He says, unbearable is my sniper when we were out in a mission that his finger got severed in the middle of battle. That's unbearable. Your hangnail is uncomfortable. Reframe the situation so you don't let your mind take occupancy and create a catastrophe. A bad day does not mean a bad life. A bad presentation does not mean you're bad. A player came off the ice and said to me, I suck. I'm terrible. I said to him, hold up. You're a 1%. You're 1% in the pros. You don't suck. The game did. You don't. You're the 1%. Shift your mindset, you'll shift your life. So for everyone listening, we all have bad days where we're like, what the heck is going on? Okay, it's a bad day. Don't make it a bad week. Don't make losing what client mean that the whole business is shut down. So when you refrain, you stop catastrophizing everything. So pause, get it out, vent it, write it, and then move forward from it. And that is such powerful advice. And I love what you just said about like losing clients and whatnot. I will say I had two conversations with two amazing female entrepreneurs this week who were so down and they were like, I just don't think I can do it. Mm -hmm. And I lost this. One of them did lose a client. And we had this whole conversation about moving on. Like it's a blip mm -hmm. on the radar and you can't let it take over no. your whole being and you'll find another client. And guess what? The next day, one of them called me and she said, I had a great call this morning. So like, you know, and it really is that yeah. it, it is yeah. that. And you, you cannot let those, those things take you down and bring you down because it's a blip on the radar. It's a one minute thing. And I also, I love the why power. I, I state all the time that in sharing about yourself and, and connecting with your community, it's really the why that yeah. connects you to them. And that's, you know, that's what magnetizes people to you. Like you were talking in the beginning of this about putting yourself yeah. out there and, you know, sharing your knowledge and sharing your wisdom. And part of that is your mm -hmm. why, because when you share why you're doing it, the right people mm -hmm. come to you. Absolutely. Right? Always, always. And in life, just remember, seek to attract, not to force. That's where flow state comes. You know, the book is how to find your flow and thrive and work in life. Anytime you're off your game, I'm talking about flow because you want to be in flow. That's a peaceful mental state to be in. And when you're forcing something, that it, it never ends up feeling good. And attracting the clients that you want 
always brings the right people. And say no to the ones that don't. Say no. Oh my God, yes. Yes, I, and I just had this conversation this week too. I said, look, I'm not going to say yes to everyone. If it's a project I don't want to do or, or it doesn't align with my vision or my mission or my values, yeah. then I'm not going to say yeah. yes just for the money. You're shortchanging everyone, yourself and mm-hmm. the client. Absolutely. So I have two more things that I want to ask you. At the, at the beginning of this, you were talking about how your 1.0 sets the foundation for your, set the foundation for your entire career. You said my, the one, my 1.0 set the foundation for my entire career. And I, that resonates with me more than anything, because like I shared with you in the beginning, my 1.0 didn't really turn out the way I had hoped when I sold my business. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't exactly how I envisioned it. However, I always say that whole experience set me up for what I'm doing now, and that is to help female founders. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about this because I I was actually just with a friend this morning who's going back into the workforce and she was having major imposter syndrome. And I said, you had 20 years at a PR agency. I said, you might've been, you know, taking some time off to raise your children, but that's crazy. And I really just, I, I, I firmly and so strongly believe that your experiences set your path for your future. And even if you make a shift, those experiences play a really big role in what it is that you do later, even if you make a whole big change. So I'd love for you to kind of just touch upon that a little bit. Everything is a building block and you've learned from it all. Like it literally, the road in life is very windy. And so it's not linear. So just let go that it had to be from A to B to C to D in order for you to succeed. Absolutely not. It could be A to Z and back to C. My point being is your 1.0 is your first, you know, David Brooks writes the second mountain and the second act. And this is, that was the first act. And the first act sets, always sets up the second act. So all of it sets you up. It builds the foundation. When you're, first of all, when you're just starting out, you don't know a ton, but you're learning and you're building and you're making mistakes. We're still doing it, but it gives you permission to fail. It gives you permission to stay curious. It gives you permission to do all this. So what I want you to know is nothing is for loss. Everything I did in the beginning literally set me up till now. What happens with age in every decade is you get wiser if you are willing to learn from it. So you take all of it and you say, okay, reflect get quiet and say, what did the first decade, second decade, meaning 20s, 30s, 40s, what did all of this teach me? What were the skill set that I got from all of this? This is exactly what I do with my clients. And then say, now all of this, what can I do now that I'm, you know, more, I'm wiser, what can I do and how can I take this? So your friend who was PR for 20 years, my gosh, all of that knowledge. Whether she stays in PR or does something else, that is gifts and talents of 20 years that you and I don't have in the way that she's done it. So it really does set you up for the second act, which, you know, I think in the second act, it's where like the crescendo, you know, all of the fruit, all of the, you get to harvest, you get to literally live through all of the first act, what it's doing in the second to create that that happy ending, you know, and what you're going for. And sometimes there's a third act, you know, in movie and plays and stuff. So just don't be afraid. I re- in my life, I mean this with all of my heart, three strokes, losing both my parents recently. 
ups and downs of life that I went through, it has been so hard, but I feel like it's the best time of my life right now. And, but I don't know that I could have said that at all without all of the struggle and all of the adversity. I really don't. There's no way. I believe it. I absolutely believe it. I say all the time, you have to have the downs and the failures in order to succeed and grow and build. And it's part of it. Yeah. So, so embrace it. Seek, you know, find out what the gift is in that first act and bring it into the second. I love it. Thank you for saying that. I'm going to end on the same note I end with everyone. And that is what are three actionable tips that you would tell a female founder if they were getting started today? When you're getting started, I want you to sit down and do what I said at the beginning, which is write down what are your gifts and talents. Seek out from people around you saying, hey, what what makes me special? What are the gifts when you sit with me that just come right to mind? Take it down, write your confidence card. Then once you get all that and you write it down, do some assessments too. Personality, flow, strength finders, put a whole, you know, you're starting out in business venture, put your whole plan for you. Put, find out you, all the greatness of you, put it together in a file that you're going to keep forever and then go, okay, where does the world need this gift that I have? Who needs it? What niche? What product? What can I create? Match that together. Then it doesn't feel as hard. Not going to, that's not going to be as hard. It won't feel as hard because you're passionate and there's purpose around it and you're going to be in flow state easier. I say this because Say I wanted to go be in the WNBA. I'm 5'2". It's never going to happen. I could put the plan together all damn day. It's not happening, Dar. So do stuff that fits in your alignment where you flow and it will help you flow in life, even in the hard times. Then the other thing is when it starts to get tough, because we know it will, embrace that in the beginning, that times will be ups and down, but that's the heartbeat of life. And through that the hard time becomes the refinement, which then could take where you were starting your business and move it to a whole nother direction that refines meant that it's better. When I started, I was not where I am today. I thought I was going to do more of this concierge work with CEOs and it turned into all mindset work and it ended up going into the pros, which again, that wasn't there. So find out your hardwiring get started in the niche that where the world needs. And the other part of this is go ugly early, meaning it's never going to be your best when you first start. My speech was never my best. My first speech was never my best. My first marketing flyer was horrible because I did it on my Apple computer, you know? So, but guess what? I put those out there. I started a night of inspiration. I started talking and it brought people, it got me to here. To almost, you know, gosh, 17 years, I don't even know, 15 years later, but go ugly early, just get started and then stay in the fight. Don't give up. If you believe in it, let it take you in different paths, but just don't give up on your dreams and don't give up on you. Coach Star, where can people find you? We're going to link yeah. in the show notes, but I'd love for you to say it as well. You can, Instagram, I'm the most active on. It's the Coach Star. So the T-H-E Coach Star. Uh, my website is coachdar.com. So Instagram's at the coachdar, Twitter's that coachdar.com's the website. You can get the book on Amazon or on my website, Barnes and Noble. It's in stores across the country. And LinkedIn is Darlene Santor. So connect with me, 
follow along because I give mental tools. I give mental tips every day on social and on a fireside show that I have. So five minutes, dose of Dar, it'll fuel your mind. Darlene Santor, otherwise known as Coach Dar, thank you so much for being here. Buy the book. It's linked in the show notes. As you can see, Coach Dar has so much to say, and I am so grateful for your time here and for sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you. I told you that Coach Dar was so inspirational, and I hope that you found her as inspirational as I did. There were so many takeaways from today's conversation. And as always, I will be sending all of them to your inbox when you sign up for my newsletter, which is linked in the show notes. But for now, take out your pen and paper if you want to jot down my top five. Number one, success doesn't happen overnight. For Coach Dart, it took five years of grinding and sacrifice and downsizing. Number two, it's okay to show up and serve your community and give away your information for free. When you work with people, they're paying for you. Don't discount, the, don't discount the energy or worth that you have by being with someone. That's the value of it. Number three, you are all that you need approval from. Ask yourself, are you doing your best and growing every single day? There really is no giving up. There is only moving forward. Number four, learn how to reframe the setbacks. When you reframe the game, you get up better. Number five, All of the struggle and adversity gets you to where you are today in this moment. Find out what the gift of the first act is and bring it to your second when you're starting something new. Darlene Santor, otherwise known as Coach Dar, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your knowledge and wisdom with all of us here at the Dear Found Her community. And thanks to everyone who showed up today and listened to our awesome episode. As always... If you like what you're hearing on the episode, please make sure to leave a rating or review wherever it is that you podcast because it absolutely helps people to find us. But for now, I'd like you to stay tuned for another brand new episode coming your way every single Tuesday and Thursday. Have a great week, everyone.